Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio. We're getting ready to record episode number 181. We're excited to talk about the difference between coaching right-handed throwers and left-handed throwers and some things that we just want to make sure that all of our coaches are contemplating as we're thinking about putting our practice plans together. Before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. Also, if you're in a position where you can become a patron, Coach Don and I desperately need more people to come on board. As we've said, uh, you know, it's the last couple of weeks now, 2022 was a good year. We've gotten very close to breaking even, but we're not there yet. Um, we've made up our minds that at some point in time, this has got to become a break-even operation. And so we want to be able to keep doing the podcast. At some point in time, we definitely need uh, you know, to come to a financial reckoning. So if you're in a position where you can, if you see value in what we're doing, we're talking about 5 10 or $20 a month. This week, we were very excited that our patrons all received an extra giveaway based on a discussion we had, an interview we had uh, with uh, Val Alston. And uh, all of our patrons are getting a free uh, copy of her book. And so it's important uh, that uh, we keep working together to keep the podcast alive and keep more patrons coming on board. So, Don, one of those things that we've uh, spent a lot of time talking about is that uh, there's been a predisposition of many people in our game to think that there's limitations on what left-handed players can do versus what right-handed players can do when we're talking about defense and, and what positions they can play. But the one thing I want us to talk about today is um, I think we've we've defeated that notion. We've we've knocked that notion down enough now that we don't have to keep fighting with people about uh, whether or not left-handed players can play other positions. But I do think we need to help our coaches and make sure that we're reminding our coaches that when we're working with those left-handed players, that we're coaching them in a, in a manner that supports what they're capable of doing as a left-handed person because their strengths and weaknesses are a little bit different. The places where they have a little bit extra range is a little bit different. Places where they have you know, to maybe cheat a little bit to cover a base or cover a play might be a little bit different. And then also just in the way that we're communicating with them, because we get so used to talking about right hand, left hand, and we're you know teaching a right-handed shortstop to do something, but then not necessarily translating how to communicate that same thing to a left-handed player, just because they're basically doing things a little bit opposite. So it's a glove hand, throwing hand. Versus right hand, left right hand. hand, left hand. Right. And glove foot, throwing foot versus right foot, left foot. Which one we're going to be staggered if right. we're setting up. Yep. And yeah, no, I think there's obvious advantages, uh, you know, on both sides when you've got a, a left handed first base person, you know, they can, they can cover that gap between first and second a lot more easily with the glove on that side. Right. So does that mean I position myself a little bit differently than if I have a right handed first baseman? Correct. And we've got to, uh, as coaches, be conscious of that and kind of be planning for things like that. Most in particular, when we have somebody playing in a position that typically wouldn't be a left-handed person. Right. And even behind the plate, the advantages that we have with a left-handed catcher 
and you know whether it's a right-handed batter or a left-handed batter yep. you know it's a much more hidden throw when we've got a, a left-handed uh, person batting and a lefty catcher that's a very um kind of a sneaky you can snap be really throw. sneaky there yep behind behind that batter um so a lot of a lot of fun things but as a coach just to be conscious of that and be planning for that talking about even in the outfield when we've got left-handed outfielders it's going to be easier for them to cover in the direction that they open up than than the other to the glove side you know to talk to them about the positioning where we want them to be if we're expecting balls to be hit to that side or to that field um, right so it can be fun that way yeah no but i think it's it's worth talking about because i think it's something that a lot of times we just kind of take for granted that you know, and we're thinking about how we're going to position our players, how we're going to set them up, where they're going to be relative to depth on the field for relays, positioning and, and things like yeah. that, that, you know, that there's a lot of subtle little differences, whether it's infield or outfield, I think is, it each has a different set of challenges and responsibilities that goes along with it from a coaching perspective. And so you, know, you touched on a couple of them. If I've got a left-handed center fielder versus a right-handed center fielder, right-handed throwing, left-handed throwing can change where I think they need to be positioned for certain situations with certain pitchers with certain pitches based on you know where their glove hand is and and where that means they'll potentially have more ability to cover an area versus cheating a little bit to one direction or the other based on right-handed or left-handed because you're one or the other right yeah and so you know I just think it's one of those things that we can't just say okay our center fielder is always going to stand here and then send a right-handed center fielder out and a left-handed center fielder out and think that they both should do the exact same thing. Correct. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're talking about a gigantic difference or a big, big variation. What but, you said was very subtle. Right, and, and and it might be three or four feet. It might be two or three steps, you know, depending upon the kids and, and, and their uh, skill level. Um, but we want to make sure that we're staying conscious of the differences and coaching both sides of that so that each player is getting targeted for what their strengths and, and weaknesses are versus just a generic thing. Well, you're a center fielder, you're a right fielder, you're a first baseman, you're a third baseman, you're a catcher, um, that we have to make sure that we're pondering on and, and, and planning for the, the differences that each one of those would bring. Well, and I like what you said too, Tori, about, uh, you know, for what we're expecting. Are we working with a pitcher that's throwing really hard and, and we're expecting a lot of right-handed batters to go more towards right field? I've got a left-handed center fielder, so now I need to, you know, take that into account and make sure they play quite a bit more over because they're actually left-handed right. than right-handed, so that they're able to move that way um, when needed because that's what we're going to expect to have happen. Right. So, and and it can't even get into the the point of it. There might be some situations where you might switch your right fielder and left fielder because one's right-handed and left-handed in that situation. If you know your pitcher is going to be pounding the zone and a lot of balls are getting hit to right, right, center, for just that one game in a weekend, you might put your left-handed center fielder in right, in field, right field and your right-handed right fielder in center field so that now both gloves are going to be in the gap in that gap yeah. where the ball's more likely to get hit. And you know, just uh, for what it's worth, we've talked about this, but we haven't talked about it for a long time. But it's one of those, the math of it and, and the logic of it are two things that are so obvious that sometimes it shocks me that, that we don't really understand it when we're, when we're talking about positioning. About 90% of the balls go from where the right fielder is standing and the left fielder is standing from them to the middle. Very few of those balls go to the line Down on either one of those positions. Right? So it's 90% of them are being played in the vast majority of the field. Well, if we understand the logic of that, 
you know, we don't necessarily need to have the glove hand on the foul line side of the field because it might not match up with where the balls are really going to be getting hit so much that day. Got to trust the numbers. Right. And just a sidebar, because I've I've watched so many games where the left fielder and right fielder for teams could pretty much with one step step on the foul line, and these gigantic gaps are out there in the power alleys, and I'm watching ball after ball after ball get hit. Wondering how that can make sense. that, That the first thing they hit is the fence, because they're going right where the right fielder or the left fielder maybe should be standing, but that's a whole nother topic. But making sure that when we're looking at the strengths and weaknesses of each player, and, and you know, for our purposes today, we're talking about right-handed and left-handed, but the footwork's a little bit different. The, you know, the way they approach a base, the way they're going to cover a base, the way they're going to cover a bag to make a tag, where their footwork would be for a cutoff or a relay, all those things are going to be subtly different. We have to make sure that we're you know, paying attention to that in our training to make sure that we're t- you know, touching on the things that each one of those players needs to hear. No, and if they are playing that unique position as a left-handed player, just like you said, the footwork for double plays, the footwork for stretching out on a bunted ball from the catcher if you're a left-handed shortstop or second baseman. Right. We've got to uh, be very clear about what we're asking them to do and give them time to practice it. Right. And not have as much background and, in it. And back yeah. to the earliest point uh, of this discussion, you know, the uh, if I'm putting a team together right now and my very best fielder is a left-handed kid, she's playing shortstop or second base. That's just all there is to it. You might have four left. You might yeah. be a unique team, like right. you said, that has and, four or five lefties. And for everybody that's going to look at that and say that it doesn't make sense, for that team, for that combination of kids, for that kid individual skills, it's the right thing. But that left-handed throwing shortstop is taking a whole different angle to second base to turn a double play than a right-handed throwing shortstop would. And so we have to make sure that we're working on those kinds of things. You know, if we've got a left-handed player playing second base, when she's covering first on the bunts, it makes all kinds of sense because now it's sort of like having a left-handed first baseman playing first base. But for them, you know, making the play and then throwing the ball to other bases for secondary plays is a little bit different for a lefty than a righty. And so there's just all these different subtle little things and especially a lot of it, you know, for we start to get to higher level thinking and, you know, the stuff that, that, that really good players get to do from a coach's perspective, we just have to make sure that we're paying attention to it. But I, I have to admit, I think it'd be exciting to yeah. see a bunch of lefties out there. Yeah. That'd but, be awesome. Yeah. And just to, you know, to kind of put it in perspective, throughout the course of my week, you know, I work with, you know, quite a few kids and I'll go from right-handed hitter to a left-handed hitter to a right-handed hitter to a left-handed hitter. And I will still catch myself every once in a while talking to a lefty, but using right-handed, you know, like, hey, you got to sure. drive your right, I mean, your left, you got to yeah. drive your right, I mean, your left. I mean, you got, and, and I catch myself in, in that situation and I'm staring right at her. I know she's left-handed. I've only got one thing to think about is that left-handed hitter who's in that lesson. Yeah. And I'll still have a brain cramp and, and all of a sudden start talking to her like she's right-handed. If I can do it in that situation, I know a lot of our coaches, if we're out there with 10 or 12 or 15 players, if you've got 12 players and three of them are lefties, it's not very, very big reach to expect that some of those situations, we're not singling out and, and specializing our message for those three lefties. We're just sending the same message for all the players and hoping the lefties will figure out that we mean everything's opposite for them. I would love to hear some stories from some of the listeners, Tori, about uh, the exceptional lefties that we have in other positions. That'd yeah. be fun. We've talked about it so much. I don't want us to get into the that argument We've already said again. it's good. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. I, I just, I, I love the idea of the best players playing where they belong. Yep. And, and all of our old ideas and old thoughts and stuff like that, you know, we just have to make sure we're, we're always looking at the possibilities because 
And I hear this all the time. Well, if they, if left-handed players could play other positions, you'd see it in the major leagues. And that's the stupidest argument ever. The reason that we don't see any left-handed infielders in the major leagues is because when those kids were six, they sent them to the outfield. Right. And they never got a chance to ever show anybody in the world that they could be a great shortstop. So we'll never see a left-handed shortstop in the major leagues, not because there aren't a hundred players that could have done it. It might be Hall of Fame caliber players that could have done it. Because when they were six, they got sent out to the outfield and nobody in baseball ever gave them a chance to do anything else. Well, and I think that's just the numbers. I One of my daughters is a lefty and she, she reminds me that one out of 10 people are left-handed right. all the time. So there's not as many to fill those other positions. So it's easy to hide them. That's what I was saying. It'd be fun to see a team that had four or five or six lefties on it. And then yeah. they'd then they would have to play a different position, right? Yeah, no, it would be it would be fun to see. That'd so that, cool. that could that, that could be our next challenge to put together is an all left-handed team. It would be awesome. Yeah, but then we've got to be smart coaches and stop talking to them like they're right-handed like, like players, a, like a righty. <laughs> yeah, Don, you touched on the whole glove hand throwing hand thing. If we if we get used to that terminology, glove foot throwing foot, glove hand throwing hand. It's a whole lot less confusing than always thinking right, right hand left. left or... Right. Uh, so that might be the moral to the whole story: is make sure we're using terminology that really fits and is going to clarify the situation more than confuse it. Bag with the throwing hand and yep. Yeah, all that good stuff. Cool. So, so hopefully uh, that uh, gives you all something to think about. That's going to wrap up episode number 181. As always, please make sure you support Anderson Bat and make sure you become a patron if you can. Patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. Go to the fastpitchprep.com website or your square cuts training discs there. You also have uh, access to the blogs and the YouTube channel. And also make sure that you reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com with questions, ideas, suggestions, topics that you'd like us to talk about. We always want to make sure we're talking about stuff that you're interested in. We're uh, always excited to make sure that we talk about stuff that uh, listeners suggest. So for Coach Don McKinley, our producer Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.